Hey guys, Mubarak Shah, MNA CPA here, and today we're going to talk about raising equity capital or search capital, right? Because this is obviously kind of one of the main important items that a lot of searchers or people looking to get involved in the industry feel like they, you know, feel like it's one of the biggest challenges, right? Outside of obviously finding the right company, um, what they want to have confidence in is that once they do find the company and put in all this effort for their search, that they're actually going to be able to raise the capital necessary. And so we're going to talk about how to do that today. Um, some of this information is just from my experience being involved with searchers for a few years, but also just from other kind of top portfolio, you know, or search fund accelerator companies or investors like WSC, as well as, you know, popular blog by Jim Stein Sharp. Um, and so I'm kind of just taking the learnings essentially from there. But I want to just open source the best practices essentially on what works right so obviously the beginning part of it all is me be certain that you want to search right it's a seven plus year journey there's going to be you know a multitude of different activities that you need to do and you need to make sure everyone in your team you know your network your family is or your partner if, if you're doing a, a duo search is aligned with that okay because that's kind of the biggest aspect here is that these investors need to have that confidence that you understand what you're getting yourself into and you want to have this buttoned up essentially between you yourself um, and th that should not be even that's like table stakes that that needs to be kind of determined so that way there's no hesitation on the side of an investor that you're confident that you're able to take this for the long term right and now depending on where you are whether you're a traditional searcher or a self-funded searcher that'll change how and when you need to actually raise capital, all right? So in a funded search, you need to find investors to support your basically two-year search process. And then once you have a business under LOI, you raise ca equity capital, usually from the same general base of investors, um, to fund the acquisition. Now, self-funded searchers or independent sponsors, they conduct their equity raise when they have a deal under LOI and not when they start their search. So it's a different game, all right? So if you're doing the traditional search, what you have to start doing is you need to make sure that you have your kind of private placement memorandum or PPM together, and that's essentially your kind of personal brochure, I would say, or, or what lets the investors know, you know, why they should invest in you. So there's some pretty standard templates online, and you can always reach out to us. I'll put my email in the description below and my phone number. You can reach out if you want some resources or some templates and guidance there. But essentially, you create this PPM, and this kind of just determines, it, it establishes your background, your industry thesis as to why you're searching and what type of companies you want to purchase, and why investors should be interested in you, right? What helps you stand out from any other investment that they might want to look at? All right, so obviously having the right experience, the right background. Um, traditionally, there's a lot of, it's usually post-grad MBAs um, that are usually the ones that get like most of the traditional search capital. So, you know, you want to make sure that you have that type of background. And it's really the strong PPM that tells you your unique story and you need to emphasize your personal and professional story. Um, it needs to be in your own voice, avoid jargon, and think about how you want investors to pitch you to their partners. Right. So when they're talking to other people, what, you know, think from their perspective, what is going to make them super interested in you and what allows you to stand out in terms of, hey, I want to back this guy or girl or the searcher because they're going to have, you know, the things that they need to take this to the next level. 
All right. So, of course, as you probably learned or, or at least should be exposed to, you need to have a good financial model um, and an appendix essentially at the end of the PPM that shows your, um, you know, your understanding of the model. Right. And it's it's especially for searchers without banking financing experience. It's an important signal to investors. Right. The model itself is highly illustrative. And there's a couple templates, again, online that searchers traditionally go to and utilize. But you still want to make sure that that is kind of on the table so that way searchers, uh, sorry, investors understand what they're getting themselves into and what type of returns they can ex expect, right? Because that's obviously everyone wants to be a good person, but also they just want their money and, and their and their profits, right? So that's something super important. And then, you know, going into the actual process, again, it's like just like when you're finding a company, when you're searching, you have to think of the investor funnel as a whole process or system in itself. So you have a top of the funnel, you're going to reach out to a lot of people. You know, you're going to try to figure out, you know, find search funds who are used to investing. You want to find high net worth individuals. You might have people in your friends and family network, people that you've worked with in the past, um, family offices, right? There's a lot of people that would be willing to put in their equity or put in capital as long as they have the right investment in front of them. And so the PPM is really what helps you stand out and allows you to be like that the person or, or understand, allow the investor to understand why they would want to invest with you, all right? And also nowadays there's, because the search fund world is not so solidified, like yes, it might seem like the ser traditional search fund world is pretty kind of solid and there's a formula to it. There's always investors that have different perspectives and different interests, right? Especially with the economy the way it is now, there's a lot of people coming in from other backgrounds, other sources of capital, you know, people from real estate coming in and wanting to park their money somewhere and invest. And they have other different needs and requirements, and they might look at cash flow more than an exit. And so, you know, you want to find investors who are going to end up being partners, right? You want them to understand what challenges they faced with other investments. So you understand, okay, what annoys them? How can you impress them? What are they interested in? And what makes them comfortable that the business is going to be their investment that is going to be accretive to them, right? It's going to help them fulfill their goals because they are only investing and talking to you because yes, they want to get to know you, but in general, they want to put their money to work and they want to get a proper um, return on their capital. So you need to really, you know, think about all of this as like you're, you're selling yourself. You need to have your pitch set up. You need to have your elevator pitch. You need to think about it as like an executive officer interview. And you need to be prepared to speak about yourself, your motivations for search, your strengths, and also don't feel, you know, don't hide your weaknesses. They need to have everything on the table and you have to nail your personal story and connecting the dots in, the, in, in a way that's coherent, right? So that way people understand and don't ever have any hesitation as to why you're searching, all right? So all of that is important. But essentially, you know, what you do is, as a traditional searcher, you raise the capital in order to start your search, right? So you have to get, it's usually packaged in units. So you're going to be pro providing first the PPM to the investor to start the conversation. And then it might take a couple phone calls and a couple meetings to be able to get them interested on what your industry and search thesis will be. And don't worry because it'll probably change along the lines, but you have these, you probably want to set like a bi-weekly call or at least a monthly call with that investor so that way they're, you know, you, they, or some type of email update, you know, cadence 
where you're letting them know what deals you're looking at because they'll want to be part of that, right? And they'll want to be involved in that approach. And so, you know, your relationship with your investor is going to last a long time. It may span a decade or more. <laughs> so you want to learn as much about them as possible, right? Again, as I talked about before, discussion with them about how they dealt with other investments, what happens if the investment goes in the wrong direction, right? If the industry falls into financial crisis, if the business isn't doing well, you know, you really want to understand their time horizon for the investment and make sure that it's aligned with yours, right? A typical searcher runs an acquired business for, say, seven years on average. So make sure that your investors are ready for that time frame. And yes, sometimes they get a preferred return and annual distributions, but also those are terms that you have to make sure that you have talked about and thought about because those are, those are going to be, you know, questions that investors want to know in terms of, okay, what is the deal structure and what is their return of capital going to look like? All right. Are they only getting uh, annual disbursements? Are they getting a quarterly? Are they not getting any at all? And it's going to be all done when the company sells, you know, you need to kind of have that basis understood. And now for self-funded searchers, right, they have a little bit more of a more, um, shorter timeline because when they get to investors is when they already have a deal under LOI. And so you need to really have a good system in place because again, the time, the clock has started, right? You have a certain period of time, hopefully 120 days, but as low as sometimes 60 days of due diligence time where you need to raise the capital, right? And so the best thing to do is beforehand, even while you're finding the deal or kind of scoping out other deals, you should already start having preliminary conversations First with lenders also, so you understand what type of debt financing you're going to use, but also with equity investors potentially to start understanding and start understanding, you know, how are you going to set up your raise? Again, it's probably going to be in the unit fashion in terms of, okay, say you need to raise a few million or to do the acquisition, you're going to do some type of equity structure that the most typical that we end up seeing in most deals is somewhat around like 20% seller financing, 30% equity and 50% debt. Um, but that debt can go up and down depending on how comfortable you are as a searcher. Do you want to put a personal guarantee? Um, if you go the SBA route, you usually pretty much always have to uh, put the personal guarantee in or PG as you might hear it referred to as an acronym. And so all of these things need to be considered when you're going to raise a search fund or raising capital at the point of, okay, we need to now raise money to be able to close on the deal. And, you know, you need to basically run almost like a sales process on the investors. So you need to have a top of the funnel. You need to reach out to probably hundreds of investors realistically, right? Whether it's email, phone call, and it's going to take a lot of conversations to get them to be willing to, you know, put in capital. So some of them, obviously, just like that, they're, they're busy people. They have a lot of, you know, balls in the air, a lot of investments. So they might not necessarily respond to your first inquiry. Um, that doesn't mean they're not interested. That just means they're busy people. So you need to, you know, a sales statistic that you should always keep in mind for any type of outreach and output is that it usually takes people eight touch points or eight um, interactions with a certain business or product or brand or commercial before they end up actually buying, right? So eight touch points. Think about that. So how many times have you given up after the second time or the, even the first time or the third time, right? So you need to have a proper follow-up cadence. And so a lot of times, you know, searchers or self-funded searchers will need to either use VAs or use interns to be able to kind of keep this organized because you already have a lot of different things at play. But this is why a lot of the times real searchers end up going kind of full time in it, or you have to make sure you have proper dedication to doing this part time. 
um, so you are able to manage this um, because you know your seller is going to be there they're going to be wanting to know where the money's at uh, how your financing looks like and you know your lender also needs to run if you're going to have investment capital and say you're running an SBA loan they also need to be run due diligence on all of the investors as well so there's like things called seasoning of funds so for example the SBA um, lender so for example like a popular one is uh, Live Oak Bank um, they'll want to make sure that the investor has had funds that they're putting into the business already for a month or two right so and they'll also go through and ask about the bank statements for the investors and their funds and so you know your, your investors will need to kind of have to deal with that and be able to be on board with that type of diligence and questioning um, and so if they're not traditional search fund investors then it might be something new to them to deal with this type of um, you know diligence in their equity you know they think that it's not like oh they'll just wire you the money when it comes time um, unfortunately it's not that easy anymore so this is really the time to practice putting your sales hat on right um, you need to be making the best scenario that you can with the business right making the sim the teaser the investment memo um, you don't want to inundate them with too much information a lot of the times a two-page teaser with the description future prospects expected returns is a pretty good initial outreach strategy and then if they're interested and they reach up and follow up then later on you can provide them with a much more detailed investment memo and your financial model which is something that you'll already have needed and put together for your bank or your lender already right so you know you're going to face pushback you're going to have experienced investors push back on a number of areas right so you want to be responsive to them you want to be thoughtful and you want to really just see because a lot of times investors right they're just trying to test you and they want to see whether you have thought about this and really just trying to cover their bases so they're trying to make sure that the investment that they put into you and your business is going to be effective and going to allow them to be able to receive a return at the end of the day right um, and now the most important thing which we're going to probably do a whole episode on and I'll put some links in the description below for potential references but really the equity metrics are what a lot of people think about which is like what are the actual terms that you're negotiating right so the deal terms you approach investors with need to be very specific with estimated returns and deal structures that include like interest rate payment holidays balloon time frame equity conversions and 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 all of those and so it's best to run these terms by a few sophisticated investors first so that way you can make sure that your kind of investment is on market but again because of the fact that this is a still an up-and-coming industry there's not anything set in stone um, there's a couple of averages that people end up using and talking about and you know common kind of ranges like um, you know I would say Self-funded searchers try to get around 50% of equity with an 8 to 15% coupon, and the remainder comes from debt. Um, and then the seller financing usually sometimes have an interest rate coupled with like a deferred payment schedule and a balloon payment in five to seven years. Um, so you got to figure out like you're negotiating with many different parties with your lender for the debt, with the seller for their seller financing, which is in the range of say 20%, um, and then. And again, it can change because SBA has certain requirements that, you know, you, the seller can't stay on past a year when they're doing the deal. So that's something you need to kind of keep in mind. So definitely the recommendation is to make sure you have a strong PPM, right? Make sure you're ready to run like an investor outreach sales playbook where you're 
reaching out through email, through phone calls, through LinkedIn to a variety of searchers and invest, uh, sorry, to a variety of investors, because most likely you'll need to reach out to a hundred plus to be able to get, you know, the uh, equity that you're looking for. And, um, you know, the first LOI that you send out is really when you're going to see the true kind of nature of your investors, right? So like in a funded search, a traditional one, each investor usually doesn't commit to like a allocated percentage because they've put in a unit investment up front. And then when it comes time to the actual LOI of the first deal, that's when you'll see who else is putting in the rest of it. And it's almost industry standard that about a third of investors will simply roll their initial investment for a kind of step up in at capital, or they'll even just, you know, look to be cashed out. So that's my result in finding like a funding gap or like equity f gap financing or from an investor to raise from other capital. So you want to make sure that, you know, nobody has ever really raised too much money. It's always like they don't raise enough. So you want to kind of overcommit and have a cash cushion of maybe 10 to 15 percent. So that way, you know that you'll be covered and say, God forbid, when push comes to shove and it's time for closing time, you want to make sure that all your investors are able to send you the funds that they meant to. And a lot of the times it's not intentional when they back out. It's just they've dealt with some other cash crunch or some other investment isn't panning out and now they're short on cash. And so you don't want that to blow up your whole deal because you weren't ready and weren't prepared to have an additional backup investor, for example. Um, and then finally, you know, I run this is running a little long, but I want to talk about what self-funded searchers generally have. Um, and they do it in the same way of their term sheet will have like a unit value and they'll drive to raise capital from five or 10 investors, right? So um, you'll say you need to raise a million dollars of equity capital to close on the deal that you have under LOI. Then you might say put up 10 units and the minimum investment for an investor might be half a unit. And you might price all of those units at about 100K each, right? So that's how you'll be able to really understand um, what kind of term sheet you put out to these investors. So I know that was a lot. Um, I know there's a lot more to talk about. So if there's any questions, you know, please reach out to me. I'll put my email in the description and my phone number. You can text me, but I really make these content for you guys. So hopefully this helps. And as always, feel free to reach out and review if this content was helpful. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care.